0: Welcome to Ladies Who Love Christ, where we love to encourage you to build intimacy with Christ. We'll bring you insights and teachings to help you grow in your walk with Jesus, ultimately becoming the strong, godly woman you were created to be. Here is Ashley Pope-Totorova. Hi, ladies. This is Ashley Pope-Totorova with Ladies Who Love Christ Ministries. And I am so excited to be here with you today for another week of um, just chatting and Hopefully you're in a position where you're able to sit down and open the Word of God. But if you're driving and listening to this, we want to encourage you um, to come back and make sure you listen to the podcast. You can go to YouTube, you can watch these videos. But our goal uh, for you is just to help you grow in your walk with Jesus and to not just listen, but to really cultivate the habit of opening the Word of God. So before we get started today, I just want to... And make some announcements. I'm really, really excited about our upcoming women's conference coming to Piedmont Church in Marietta. Um, that's going to be on April 18th of 2020 from 9 to 5, um, sponsored by AnyPest, our amazing ministry sponsors. You are not going to want to miss this. It includes breakfast, snacks, a fully catered lunch, and the best part is AnyPest has made it completely free. So you can join us, bring a friend, bring a, go- a group of girlfriends And come and learn and grow in your walk with Jesus Christ. We're going to have amazing speakers. We're going to have worship, you name it. So you can go to ladieswholovechrist.com under our events tab uh, to register for that and for more information. So if you tuned in the last two weeks, we were covering God's purpose in the pain. Um, I was able to sit down um, and to have a great phone conversation with my um, partner in ministry and my dear friend Sarah, And we talked about God's purpose in the pain. If you missed um, those two segments, again, I want to encourage you to go back to the podcast um, on any major podcast platform that you like to listen to um, and tune into that because I know that it's going to encourage your heart. And, you know, here at Ladies Who Love Christ, we believe fully, wholeheartedly that um, we are going to cover some of the tough subjects with you. We are going to talk about the things that are sometimes uncomfortable to talk about, Um, and and the issues that are very pressing in our walk with Jesus. Because, you know, ladies, I always say, you don't know how much time you have, right? You don't know how much time you have on this earth, and you want to walk out your life well, and you want to honor Jesus well. And so to do that, we need to talk about the tough stuff. Today, we're going to discuss pursuing contentment. What is contentment? What does it look like? What works against our contentment as a believer in Jesus Christ? And what are some ways that we, as ladies who love Christ, can pursue contentment? So I want to go ahead and start by defining what biblical contentment is. Biblical contentment is a conviction that Christ's purpose, power, and provision, okay? The three Ps, purpose, power, and provision, is sufficient for every circumstance, We are to walk through all kinds of adversity, believing in and experiencing Christ's sufficiency. That is what biblical contentment is, that we are to walk through all kinds of adversity, believing in and experiencing Christ's sufficiency. Okay? So that is what biblical contentment is. In our world, everything works in direct opposition to it. I don't have to to tell you. You already know. I mean the media, the social media, the the ads, the images that we're faced with and bombarded with daily. They're constantly working against true contentment. They're they're um, they're getting us to compare, and ladies, comparison comparison works against contentment. Comparison is diametrically opposed to contentment because you're if you're in a state of constantly comparing your life, constantly comparing yourself. Constantly comparing your gifts or or what the Lord has blessed you with in your life to other people. That's going to work against you being truly content in your heart. So from, from the media, the commercials, the social media, the bombardment of these things. But ladies, it's not just materialistically. It's physically. You don't have to drive very far to see a billboard that says change something on your body. You know, modify something on your body. Um, plastic surgery, Botox, this, that, and the other. The underlying message, sweet lady who loves Christ, is that what you have, what God has blessed you with, what he has given you is not good enough. That is the subtle underlying message um, that most of us are, are bombarded with daily in this world, right? If the enemy can keep you comparing yourself and taking your eyes off of Jesus, He is one. Basically, when you're in a constant state of comparison, when you're in a constant state of discontentment, it automatically takes your eyes off of Christ. It takes your eyes off of what he has blessed you with. It takes your eyes off of your unique skills and talents, the things that he has literally wired into you, right? So today, we are going to unpack that. We are going to unpack um, some ways that we can fall prey to discontentment in our life, But more importantly, we're going to go to the scriptures and we're going to see what Jesus tells us about having a content heart, okay? If we are constantly looking to what we do not have, we fail to see what we do have. If we're constantly looking to what we do not have, we fail to see what we do have. So it's where are you shifting your eyes? Where are you shifting your heart? I know that most of you have heard the quote comparison is the thief of joy comparison truly is the thief of joy in your life and I want you to get so excited about what the Lord has given you what the Lord has blessed you with what the Lord has instilled in you that you're no longer looking around you're too consumed with what he has given you to to use in this world sweet lady who loves Christ and to keep your eyes and your heart and your mind Solely focused on Him, you know, at ladies who love Christ Ministries. When I do teachings, I have a saying, and I tell them it's laser focus. What you focus on is what gets your attention. Are you focusing on what the world says you should be, do, look like, think, wear, drive, live in, or are you looking to Jesus Christ and focusing your eyes and your heart on Him? And what we're going to unpack today is that it really is a heart posture. It's a heart posture. So all discontentment, this is a challenge for you guys, because most wouldn't think of it like this. All discontentment is rooted in fear, fear of lack, fear of going without. Can, can God really come through for me in this situation? Can he really show up for me in this situation? Can he really show up for me in this trial or this struggle that I'm walking through right now? you couple this with living in a world that banks on our discontentment and I use the word banks because it literally financially banks on discontentment it's a recipe for disaster it's a recipe that will greatly interrupt your life and what I believe the Lord has put in your heart to use out in this world and that's why I say sweet lady we're talking about the tough stuff (laughs) so If you are in a position to be able to take out your your Bible and something to take notes, please do it. If not, we're going to cover some signs of discontentment. What are signs that you're discontent and not happy in your life right now? Number one, you're always wanting more. That is a telltale sign. You are always wanting more. You're always wanting to accumulate more, bigger, better, more, bigger, better, more, storing, hoarding. Extra, extra, extra. It's never enough. And that leads us into number two, okay? Number two is never feeling satisfied. No matter how much you have, no matter how much you continue to accumulate, there's this direct feeling of dissatisfaction. There's no satisfaction in that. It's like you can't get enough. You can't buy enough. You can't look for enough. You can't consume enough. And we're going to talk about why that is later in the show. Why that is. So many times, sweet ladies, we try to fill voids in our life that only Jesus can fill. Very simple, very to the point. We are trying to fill our lives with things, with keeping up, with comparison. We're trying to fill our lives with these things, but that that is a void that only Jesus Christ himself, the person of Jesus Christ, can fill. So what does that mean for you? That means somewhere between where you are, maybe you're in a place of discontentment. And if you can fully, I always say this, if you can fully, truthfully say, I'm in this place and be honest with yourself, because I've been there, I've had to be honest with myself about here's where I am, and it's not honoring God, Then it's ripe opportunity for you to reshift your focus. Remember, what you focus on is what gets your attention. Focus your eyes, focus your heart on Jesus Christ, King of kings and Lord of lords, because he alone is the only one who can satisfy those needs in your heart. And this one I really love. Number three, signs of discontentment. Number three, thinking our greeds are really our needs. God is a God of provision, sweet lady who loves Christ. But oftentimes, especially in this, rich, abundant, awesome country that we live in, oftentimes we mistake our greeds for our true needs. And knowing the difference is integral because God is meeting needs every single day in your life, every single day, every single moment. I look back to times in my life where I went through great struggle, where I did go through lack in certain ways, where I didn't have that wholesome upbringing um, that one would desires a, a little kid. But I never lacked. God was always meeting my needs. You've got to know the difference between your needs and your greeds. Think about it. Just for a moment, just think about this. Have you ever been without? Have you ever physically been completely naked, without clothing, without food in your stomach, without water to drink your needs, right? Right. Our God is a God that shows up. But oftentimes we look to his blessings, we look to his provision, we look to his abundance, and instead of us seeing that as a great blessing, we're comparing it to what we, what we think we want. Yes, I have a car, but it's not the name brand car. Yes, I have clothing on my back, but it's not the designer clothing right needs and greeds two different things sweet ladies who love christ there are always times in our life where we go through struggles but god's provision is always there and again that's where you put your eyes where you put your focus where you shift your focus okay so uh i want to end with this quote and then we're going to come back um, we're going to come back after the break and unpack what scripture tells us but until jesus is enough for you no person no thing or no place ever will be. Nothing can ever satisfy in your life the place that is meant for Jesus Christ. We'll be back after the break, and thank you for joining us. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ladies Who Love Christ. We'll be back with more right after this. We're back. This is Ladies Who Love Christ. Here's Ashley Pope Todorova ladies so this is Ashley Pope Titorova with Ladies Who Love Christ and before the break we were talking about signs of discontentment what are signs that you can look for that show that you're discontent in your life and I want to go ahead and just end with number four um, we, we spoke about thinking our greeds are really our needs number four is constantly complaining and comparing constantly being in a state of complaining and comparing we already talked about comparison right but complaining constantly complaining about what's not right in your life or perhaps something uh you you were longing for something and, and the Lord met that need in a different way and instead of you being grateful for that you're in a state of complaining and sweet ladies who love Christ we have to be careful that we don't do that we have to be careful that we look to our father with a constant state of grace uh, a constant state of gratefulness because of the person of Jesus Christ and what he did for us for us on that cross at Calvary, for his bloodshed. We have everything to be grateful for. Our dissatisfaction, which leads me into my next thought, our dissatisfaction or our discontentment is really discontent with God. And that's a hard thought. That's a tough thought, that you being discontent is really you being discontent with God. It's a heart posture. It's saying, Lord, what you've instilled in me, the gifts that you've given me, the vocation that you've given me, The the talents that you've blessed me with, these are not good enough because the world says I need to be this or be this. Let me tell you, sweet lady who loves Christ, if you get alone in that private, quiet place with Jesus and you let him, you let him work in your life and show you what your gifts and skills and talents are, you'll be so busy and consumed with the awesomeness of what he's doing in your life. You won't have time to compare. You won't have time to complain right so I'm big about going to scripture I'm not going to just sit here and talk to you all day we're actually going to go to the word of God and we're going to see what does the word of God teach us about pursuing contentment and what does the word of God teach us about a content heart okay what does scripture say if you are not driving <laughs> I like to reiterate that ladies don't do this if you're driving um turn to Matthew 6 25 through 34 Matthew 6 25 through 34. Okay. The first thing that the word in scripture teaches us is simply this. Do not worry. Three simple words. Do not worry. Do not worry about your life, what you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear. And that's not good enough for me just to read that to you. I want to read the passage to you because there is power in the word of God. Therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat, drink, or about your body, what you're going to wear It's it's not uh, life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds of the air. They don't sow and reap or store away in barns. And yet, your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And why do you worry about clothes? See how the flowers of the fields grow? They don't labor or spend. Yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all of his splendor was dressed like one of these. Okay, and that's powerful. Solomon was the richest, right? He could afford the nicest things. Solomon, in all of his splendor, um, was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, you of little faith? Okay, so do not worry saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? Please listen, ladies. This is so important here. For the pagans run after all of these things and your heavenly father knows what you need and he knows you need them. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And I absolutely love that. I love that because tucked in that rich, rich passage about do not worry is a principle, and it's a call to action, it's due diligence, which I'm all about taking responsibility, right? And it says, tucked there in Matthew 6, but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be given to you. What that says is you don't need to waste countless hours of your day thinking about all the things you don't have. Seek first his kingdom and his righteousness. Look to Jesus Christ. Look to him. Pour over his word. Spend time alone with him. I promise you, if you do those simple, basic things, you'll be amazed at the contentment and the peace and the joy that literally floods your heart. And it ends with this. Therefore, do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day, Has enough trouble of its own. How many of us literally lose sleep? Tossing, turning, worried, anxiety, panic, all of the things that come out as a display of worry. God says, don't worry about tomorrow. He holds tomorrow in His hand, He holds today in His hand, He holds each literal second of your life in His hand. He's got you, sweet lady. Number two, and I'm a word nerd, so I'm going to have to spell this out for y'all, for those who are listening. You have to know Jesus to know contentment. But then we know there's so many different meanings for words. If there is no N-O Jesus in your life, there's no N-O contentment. No Jesus, no contentment. No Jesus, no contentment. You need Jesus Christ to be content in your life. You need to rejoice. You need to be grateful. You need to fix your eyes on Jesus. And ladies, I know some of you are like, oh, but I, you don't know my struggle. You don't know what I'm walking through. You don't know my my um, my uncertainties. You don't know what it is I face. I don't have to know what it is you're facing. I don't have to know. Our Father knows. And he's telling you, do not worry. He's got this. Rejoice in the midst suffering rejoice in the midst of sometimes uncomfortable circumstances and just like Paul rejoiced in his sufferings right the Word of God is full of people who literally rejoiced in the midst of suffering okay because here's the perspective ladies we're not living for what's on this earth we're living with an eternal hope in our heart we're not living for what's on this earth we're living For an eternal hope in Jesus Christ that we are going to get to spend eternity with no tears and no pain, right? So you may have a little bit of suffering on this earth, spoken from somebody who certainly has. But I also know that our God, our Father, Jesus Christ, is fully enough. Is he enough? And that's a question that only you can answer transparently to yourself. If you will, turn to Philippians 4, because there's some great um, little nuggets here in Philippians 4, 6 and 7. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart and your mind in Christ Jesus. And see, I I, I love that. Because when you're discontent and you take your eyes, sweet lady, who loves Christ off of Jesus, that's that's a result of fear that brings up anxiousness in your life. But scripture tells us do not be anxious. But in every situation through prayer and petition tells us how it doesn't just say do this. It says how by prayer and petition, that means you get alone with Jesus With thanksgiving, with gratefulness, that's a call, with thanksgiving, to be grateful. Present your request, I'm sorry, present your request to God, and the peace of God, which transcends all understanding. You know what that means, sweet lady? That means those situations in your life that if someone is not walking with Jesus Christ, they're just, their world is upside down, and they're full of panic, right? But yet, you, as a believer in in Jesus, You get the peace of God, which literally transcends all understanding. That means everybody around you is looking at you like, I would just, I would be so terrified if that was me, but yet there she is walking out that storm with peace and with focus and with a calm heart, right? Does that make sense? Hopefully it does. Philippians 4, 11 through 13, another nugget here that I love. I am not saying this because I'm in need, for I've learned to be content with whatever the circumstances. I'm sorry, hold on. I am not saying this because I'm in need, for I've learned to be content with whatever the circumstances. I know what it is to be in need, and I know what it is to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or want. I can do All this through him who gives me strength. And I absolutely love that. That's Philippians 4, 11 through 13. And what that's telling us is no matter how much you have, no matter how little you have, you have everything, sweet lady who loves Christ in the person of Jesus, in the person of Jesus. Okay, number three, riches are meaningless. And all you have to do is turn to Ecclesiastes 5, 10 and 11, which we're going to breeze through this as we near an end. Uh, Ecclesiastes five ten and 11. Whoever loves money never has enough. Whoever loves wealth is never satisfied with their income. This too is meaningless. As goods increase, so do those who consume them. And what benefit are they to the owners except to feast their eyes on them? Now, I want to just unpack that a little for you. See, Solomon was the absolute richest man. There was nothing that he didn't have, couldn't have, right? While money is important for survival, ladies, you got to hear this. This is a side note in my Bible. I'm reading from the Jesus Bible. It's a great Bible. While money is important for survival, love of money is a detriment to one's spiritual health, okay? Money is a resource. It is a tool. But it is not what we are meant to consume our lives and our hearts with, to absolutely lose our families over, right? I see it. I see people negate what is the most important blessing and gift in their life. They get so discontent, they get so out of balance that they pursue things that are of no value at all. So I wanna encourage you today as we wrap up what scripture tells us about discontentment, I wanna encourage you to go to the word of God, to turn to his word, to open it consistently in prayer, sweet ladies, and to spend time with Jesus. In conclusion, we're going to end with one more scripture, and this is too good not to share. Hebrews thirteen five, Keep your lives free from the love of money and be content with what you have, because God has said, never will I leave you. Never will I forsake you. So we can say with confidence, the Lord is my helper. I will not be afraid. What can mere mortals do to me. Ladies, it is all right there in that scripture. I thank you for joining us for our ninth episode of Ladies Who Love Christ. We hope that you'll tune in on all major podcast platforms, subscribe, and leave us a review. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to this episode of Ladies Who Love Christ. For more, go to ladieswholovechrist.com and join us on Facebook, Ladies Who Love Christ Ministries.